0: Before we look at today's episode, have you subscribed to our paid episodes yet? If no, kindly subscribe if you love the infographics show. I'd like you all to take some few seconds to give us a five star rating. Thanks. The most credible whistleblower in history has proclaimed what many conspiracy theorists believed for decades. The US government is in possession of recovered alien spacecraft. Unlike anyone to come before him though, David Grush has a paper trail verifying at least part of his story, and Senator Marco Rubio recently dropped an absolute bombshell. More witnesses from inside the shadowy depths of the Department of Defense's most classified programs have come forward to verify Grush's story. Are we in the middle of the most bombastic revelation to ever rock the human race? Or is this all a massive hoax perpetrated by the government to keep people off the trail of very real, but very human, advanced space and aircraft? March 1952 Due to nuclear proliferation a Chief Concern, the CIA has spies at every uranium mine in the world. On this day, a report is delivered to Washington that won't be declassified for decades. Two fiery disks are sighted over uranium mines in the southern part of the Belgium Congo. The discs move with a strange hissing and buzzing sound in elegant curves, at times coming to a complete stop, something impossible for any craft at the time. For the next ten minutes, the craft seems to glide over the mines, briefly stopping as if observing the mining operations. A Belgian pilot, a former and well-respected World War II fighter pilot, immediately sets out from a nearby airfield to respond to the strange disturbance. He makes it to within 120 meters of the objects before they maneuver away from him. According to the pilot and onlookers on the ground, the disks would make nearly instantaneous elevation changes of 800 to 1000 meters. Moving at speeds so fast, they would break the neck of any human pilot. They also seem to be giving off incredible heat from an outer rim that spins at incredible speed. The pilot later reports that he doesn't believe the craft could possibly be manned. At one point, the disks drop to just 20 meters above the treetops, then after their strange game is apparently completed, shoot off at a speed estimated to be around 1,500 kilometers an hour in a straight line in the direction of a nearby lake. The Belgian pilot cannot hope to match them and turns around to hand in his report. Later engineers employed by the CIA attempted to reconstruct on paper how such an aircraft could be built using contemporary technology. Their best guesses proved too wildly impractical to be feasible. New Year's Eve, 1982 For weeks, locals have been reporting strange lights in the sky, but most people have written off witnesses as misidentifying planes or just seeing things. The culture of ridicule that permeates UFO discussion is alive and well, but for over a thousand people in the Hudson Valley of New York State, UFOs are about to become a very serious matter. It all starts with a retired police officer who looks up to spot a massive V-shaped object with multicolor lights along the edges moving right over his property. At first he thinks it must be a plane, except the object is flying perilously low to the ground and making only a slight humming sound as it passes directly over him. Others in the nearby area also spot the object, but most are too afraid of ridicule to come forward. But this isn't the last time the object is spotted. For weeks after, it appears time and again in the skies over New York, until it can't be ignored anymore. On March 23, 1983, the local newspaper in Port Chester, New York, ran a front-line story on the latest sighting, which prompted over 100 phone calls to local police. As the sightings continue into the following year and gain traction in the media, there is evidence that a group of Cessna pilots may have fabricated at least some of the sightings. According to the hoax explanation, a group of pilots had flown their aircraft together in close formation to fool witnesses on the ground. However, only one pilot ever comes forward to claim he was in on the hoaxing, and a tidal wave of rebuttals pours into local press officers from angry witnesses who point out that they know the difference between loud, low-flying aircraft and the massive UFO that they spotted. Others highlight how the UFO had stopped in mid-air multiple times before abruptly changing directions. The hoax explanation never truly satisfies the evidence. November 7, 2006 It's a busy day at Chicago O'Hare International Airport, one of the busiest airports in America. Planes are constantly landing and taxiing as an army of employees sees tens of thousands of travelers off to their final destinations. At approximately 4.15pm local time, a ramp employee pushing back United Airlines Flight 446 radios the aircraft crew, alerting them to a large metallic saucer-shaped craft hovering directly over their aircraft. Others on the ground verify the ramp employee's sighting, and soon dozens of airport workers are rushing to nearby windows to get a look for themselves. Numerous other pilots, airline management, and mechanics all spot the object, hovering silently directly over gate C-17. Estimates in size vary from 6 to 24 feet in diameter, but all agree it is dark gray in color and shaped like a disc. After being observed for about 5 minutes, the craft suddenly shoots straight upwards through the clouds, punching a hole that reveals the blue sky above. Initially, the Federal Aviation Administration claims they have no information on the object. However, after the Chicago Tribune files a Freedom of Information Act request, a taped call surfaces between a United supervisor and an FAA manager in the airport tower discussing the object. The FAA ultimately concludes that it's nothing more than a weather phenomenon known as a hole-punch cloud, but over a dozen witnesses on the ground refute this explanation. Summer 2022 In a stunning move, the Pentagon declassifies a video filmed by an MQ-9 Predator drone flying over the skies of Iraq. The drone is on a surveillance mission tracking suspected terrorists when suddenly, to the shock of the drone operator, a small metallic orb comes flying directly across the field of view of the drone. The operator slews the camera to attempt to catch up with the object and films it in high definition for several seconds, though it's unknown if more footage exists and simply remains classified. Interestingly, the object bears a strong similarity to an object filmed in 2013 in Puerto Rico by a US Customs and Border Patrol aircraft. This object, filmed through a thermal imaging camera, also appears to be spherical and metallic, with no discernible flight surfaces or propulsion source. The video is buried for several years for fear of ridicule. Adding more fuel to the fire, the official Department of Defense investigation on UFOs' All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office releases information stating that the most widely reported UAP is spherical, exactly like those recorded in the two previous videos. During an open-doors briefing to Congress, AARO confirms that while it has resolved many of the 650 cases it's looked at, a significant number remain unresolved, and that of the unresolved phenomenon they have confirmation that at least some of the objects recorded are solid and metallic. Officials in charge of the investigation also inadvertently let slip that these objects have been picked up by classified underwater sensor systems, but the finer details are divulged to Congress behind closed doors. Summer 2023 is shaping up to be the Year of the UFO, or UAP as it's now known, and David Grush's allegations and subsequent developments have created a frenzy of speculation unseen since the days of Project Sign at the start of the Cold War. For those who have been living under a rock for the last month and a half, David Grush was a former senior intelligence official working for the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office, two of the most secretive intelligence agencies in the United States. From 2019 to 2021, Grush worked as a representative of the NRO to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. From late 2021 to July 2022, he was co-lead for UAP analysis at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and its official representative to the UAP Task Force. On June 5, 2023, Grush's story broke on the Debrief website. Since then, there have been false claims that the New York Times and other publications had passed on his story. But, in fact, the New York Times had informed Grush they would take longer than expected to publish it. For reasons not yet revealed, Grush felt under pressure to make this claim public and went with the online publication of the Debrief instead. Independent journalists Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal, who broke the 2017 story detailing the government's official UFO investigation and released US Navy videos of the famous Tic Tac objects, broke Grush's story. Keen vetted Grush by interviewing various contacts within the US military and the intelligence community, some of whom prefer to remain anonymous to protect their identity as they still work within sensitive government projects. However, both Carl Nell and a retired US Army colonel, a contact known as Jonathan Gray, vouched for Grush and the credibility of his story. According to Grush, the US government has operated a secret UFO retrieval program since the end of the Second World War and has in its possession both the debris from non-human crafts and a few fully working models. Along with the craft, the secret program also recovered multiple remains from the non-human operators of these craft. According to Grush, those in charge of the ongoing program have ordered the killing of individuals to protect its secrecy and have committed numerous white-collar crimes while avoiding all congressional oversight. Grush's chief concern in coming forward was the numerous crimes committed by the crash retrieval program and the lack of congressional oversight and subsequent implications. He's never claimed to have seen any of the craft or their occupants himself, but has instead spoken to multiple individuals from within the program. As usual, there is no hard evidence of any of Grush's claims, but there is a paper trail. Before coming out to the public, Grush had briefed Congress in a private meeting about his concerns. After the briefing, Grush claims that individuals from the crash retrieval program had begun a campaign of harassment and intimidation as payback to deter him from further action. Grush took his experience to the inspector general of the intelligence community who launched an investigation into possible harassment. A month later, the inspector general reached the conclusion that Grush's claims of harassment were likely legitimate and warranted an immediate investigation. This is not evidence that Grush is telling the truth about a secret crash retrieval program, but it is evidence that somebody in the intelligence or military community has been harassing Grush over what was supposed to be a private meeting to Congress over possible crimes committed by a secret crash retrieval program. Despite this, Grush has been criticized by skeptics repeatedly, but behind closed doors it seems that his story has sparked a frenzy in Congress, with Senator Marco Rubio dropping a bombshell announcement that in previous years others had come forward to the House Oversight Committee with a similar story. And after Grush went public, others from within the depths of the Pentagon's world of secrets had come forward to verify his story. And then Representative Tim Burchett dropped an even bigger bombshell. Asked on the podcast Event Horizon with John Michael Godier, if the representative had seen anything in his investigation of the UAP phenomenon that could pose a threat to national or global security and might not be of this earth, the congressman replied, oh, 100%, 100%. Since Grush came forward with his claims, Congress has scheduled a new hearing to specifically address them. The US Senate also made the unprecedented step of signing a new law stating that within 120 days of the start of 2024, any former or current employee of the Department of Defense with anomalous or non-human sourced material must come forward or face stiff legal repercussions in the ensuing investigation. This has apparently sent a ripple through the aerospace industry, with multiple people coming forward claiming that they are aware of one major aerospace company seeking to divest itself of UAP materials to avoid congressional oversight. For its part, AARO has claimed that while they have observed anomalous phenomenon and continue their investigation, they have no indication of an extraterrestrial origin for any of it. That is not unexpected though, as even if AARO can verify that UAPs do in fact exist, are solid physical objects, and display anomalous flight properties, nobody could verify that they are in fact extraterrestrial without getting their hands on one. But the US government may have done just that. And if this is all just a hoax, then David Grush has caused quite a fantastic stir in the normally stoic and deeply entrenched American intelligence and military industrial community. Grush's delusions also appear to be shared by an unknown number of whistleblowers that have come forward to Congress since his public claims, under protection of brand new 2023 legislation specifically aimed at any would-be whistleblowers inside a highly secretive UFO or UAP program. The US Congress is taking the UAP matter extremely seriously, and for now, the rest of us are forced to wonder why exactly. Hopefully by the time you see this video we have more information, or possibly even verification of the most incredible discovery in human history. If you want to see how other governments have dealt with UFO sightings, go watch Iran Military Intercepts Alien UFO, or click this other video instead.